Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord. I want to share just a few minutes with you. Not too, uh, too long, I don't think. But you said you wasn't in a hurry. <laughs> I spoke over at uh, uh, Tulsa, what was it, Friday night? Is that right? What'd they say, 20 minutes. I see people looking at me in disbelief. I spoke for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so don't say you, it never happened. It, <laughs> but uh, the main thing is to uh, do what the Lord would have done. And uh, I want to talk just a few minutes as, as the Lord would help us about the spirit of today and uh, that has to do with a way of living, the way of living by faith. Um, as you see, we have on the front of the church, Faith Life Church. And actually, we have a scripture on the front of there. Does anybody remember what that scripture is? Put it up on the screen for us, if you would. Second uh, Thessalonians 1 and 3 is actually a scripture that's on the front of the, the building out here. He said, we're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because it's your faith grows exceedingly. And the charity, or that's the word for love, of every one of you toward all, toward each other, abounds. Your faith is growing exceedingly. Did you know your faith can grow? How, how does your faith grow? Well, it comes by hearing and by being fed on the right thing. Hearing the wrong thing can cause faith to leave. But hearing the right things can cause faith to come. That's not the end. You use your faith. You use it, and through feeding it and using it, it grows. And as your faith grows, what at one time seemed impossible will seem get to the place where it seems reachable. Hallelujah. What at one point seemed like you could not overcome, your faith can grow to the point where you can say, no, this is easy for God. We can get this. We can do this. And the reason why people get hopeless and want to quit and give up and even get suicidal is no faith and no hope. But there's a cure for that. I said there's a cure for that. No matter where you're at, you can, you can go from hopeless to full of faith. You can get, go from getting ready to quit to just shouting the victory as we're singing here, right? That you are coming through and you are coming over. Hallelujah. To the glory of God. So when you hear about a bunch that their faith is growing exceedingly and their love is increasing and abounding, that sounds like a healthy church, doesn't it? That sounds like a, a good, strong group. And that's the group I'm talking to. Right? And Sarasota, I'm talking to you too. Um, look with me. Uh, they'll put it up on the screen for us. In uh, Matthew, the 10th chapter... I want to mention this, Matthew 10 and verse 8. He gave a charge to his disciples, heal the sick, 
cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. That sounds like taking care of business, doesn't it? Right? You know, the real basic thing is if it's not from God and if it's coming to steal, kill, and destroy, you need to put it on the run. Is that right? Cast it out, reject it, command it to leave, overcome it, rebuke it, resist it. Don't just lay down and say, well, whatever the Lord's will is. No, he's told us what his will is. His will is salvation and deliverance and provision and healing and freedom and victory. So if something comes that's not that, don't just lay down and take it, imagining that somehow it's God's will. The Bible said, resist the devil, the destroyer, and he'll flee from you. But I want you to notice this last part. Freely you have received, freely give. Everybody say that out loud. Freely you have received, freely give. Now you notice free is a big thing around here. (laughs) Right? Everything around here is free. Every CD, every DVD, every music tape, every book, every download, every service, free, 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 free. Hmm? Free. All the time. Somebody say free. Anybody like free around here? You like free? Anybody like free? Come on, you know you like free. Who don't like free? <laughs> and today, all day long, everything on these acres is free. Free, free, help me out. Corn dogs? Free hot dogs. Brats is what? Help brats, brats. <laughs> brats too. And <laughs> all free. Many brats as you want. And, uh, Pizza, come on, help me out. Ice cream, y'all need to help me out. What else is free? Chicken strips, hamburgers, free. Bicycles, clothes, free. Lampstands, picture frames, chairs, money. Free. Free. Why? Why free? Well, one of the big reasons is because that's God. That's Him. Aren't you glad God doesn't charge us for oxygen? (laughs) Say, hey, it's my planet. You're going to breathe here, you're going to pay. He doesn't charge us for heartbeats. Huh? And even when man lost himself through sin and rebellion, Jesus bought us back. That's what redeemed means. He bought and paid for us. How many know the Bible says you've been bought with a price? And yet we don't have to pay that price. He paid that price. And salvation is free. Forgiveness is free. Healing is free. free. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is free. 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 Not because it's cheap. Because it's not cheap. It's the most expensive 
of anything that's in the universe, but somebody else paid for it. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord doesn't want this to be a one-sided deal. That we're just receive, receive, receive free, but we need to get the same spirit of him in us. That just like he is the greatest giver of all, and he makes everything available to everybody for no, co- no cost, no charge. We are to respond and let what flows to us flow to others in the same way. Amen. Come on, sit out loud. Freely I've received. Freely, I've received. Freely I give. Freely. Now listen to, the, to another translation of this. The complete English version says, you've received without paying, now give without being paid. Hmm? God's word says it like this, translation, give these things without charging since you received them without paying. Now this is the difference between uh, true people of God and, and, and the God himself and the world's way. Because in the world's way, it's not free. You ever heard no free lunch? Hmm? And that really is the world's way. Even when you see something free, there's something on the other side of it. Right? It is an enticement Even if it is no charge, somebody wants something somewhere. So it's not truly free. If you want anything in response from the one that you supposedly gave it to, then it wasn't truly a gift. You're trying to barter. You're trying to exchange. You're trying to trade. You're trying to buy. You want something back. And that's not what he's talking about. Freely you've received, freely give. We've had people ask us about why we do what we do today. Because uh, uh, we've brought of our good things. And uh, uh, I mean substantial amounts are represented here. And people think, well, boy, that's just uh, that's a clever uh, public relations thing that uh, you're doing. That, that preacher's smart. He's trying to get people into the, the, the church, into the crowd. No, this not some kind of clever ploy to get people in. Well, uh, they, they're trying to uh, get God's favor. We're trying to show God that we're good Christians and, and we're doing, no, no, we're not trying to buy anything, get anything from God. Come on, are y'all with me? We're not trying to... Uh, by anything. There's not, we're not doing it out of some sense of guilt or duty. Did you know that people say, well, you're, you know, I've been, I, I, life is pretty good for me, so I, want, I have to give back. I feel like I owe it. Well, then that's not giving either. See, did you know the Bible said in, in 1 Corinthians 13 that if you... Uh, you could give everything you got, even give your body to be burned, and it not mean anything, it not be worth anything. If you didn't give it and do it in love. So you can do all kind of things for the wrong reasons. But we're talking about the right spirit today. How many believe we can have this right here today? The right spirit. 
and the right way is what? Freely. Come on, help me out. Freely. I've received. So freely give. Hallelujah. I got it without paying for it. So I'm going to give without charging. Hmm? Is that all right? Thank you, Lord. Let me read to you another scripture. Can you take another scripture? You got time? It's all free. (laughs) Uh, In Mark 4, Jesus tells us, in fact, this whole chapter, he tells us that the whole kingdom of God, the whole thing operates off of this principle of seed time and harvest, off of sowing and reaping. In Mark 4.14, well, actually, I'll start in uh, uh, 26 for time's sake. Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God. Is if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed springs and grows up, he knows not how. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, Immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. He went on to say, Where uh, unto shall we liken the kingdom of God, or with what comparison shall we compare it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which is when it's sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Seed time and harvest is miraculous. We have grown up with it. It's around us everywhere, and so we're used to it. And it's easy to take it for granted, but it is absolutely astounding. It's miraculous that you can take a tiny little seed, and in that seed is all the uh, information and all the substance uh, to cause that complete plant or tree or animal to develop from that tiny little start. Is it true? This is the creation of God and it's the miracle of life and it's all in the seed. And God has ordained that Everything, somebody say everything. Everything function by this principle. It is, if you will, the granddaddy principle of everything. The reason you have a body is because of a seed. Is that right? The reason you ate yesterday is because of seed. Animal seed. Plant seed, right? The reason you have wood for your house is because of a seed. Seed, seed, seed. We know this is true in the natural, but it is true in the spiritual. It is true in the advancement and development of every area of life. If you come in short in some area, what you want to do is sow a seed, right? If you want more, sow more seed in every area. 
And not just money and not just things. You want a big harvest of friends? You need to sow some friendship seed. Is that right? You want people to be loyal to you? You need to sow some loyalty. Right? You want people to be courteous to you and kind to you? Sow some kindness. Right? God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. A lot of times people read that like, oh, whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. <laughs> well, it's the only reason to be depressed if all you ever sow is bad stuff. But that works positive just like it works negative. If you're sowing good things all the time, you'd go, whatever a man sows, that's what I'm going to read. <laughs> Hallelujah. Been sowing good stuff. I got a bright future to look forward to. Hallelujah. That's what we're doing today. And this, this is not just an exception. We who live by faith and walk by faith a big part of walking by faith is seed time and harvest in every area. And so today, for those of you visiting with us, this is not a swap meet. This is not a garage sale. This is not a flea market. This is not just spring cleaning. Everybody just cleaned out their closets and what they didn't want. No, we tell people adamantly, if you, if you ever, ever crossed your mind to throw it away, do not bring it here. This is about seed. And there is to be absolutely no buying or selling or the premise, on the premises. None. In fact, don't talk any business on, here, on, on property. Just do that somewhere else some other time. This is not the time for it, not the place for it. It's about sowing. Somebody say sowing. Freely you I've received. Freely I give. Did you know that in a few uh, days or, or weeks, or actually God time, it's probably only an hour or so, before you die and leave this place. And did you know that the Bible says that when we bury your body, we'll be planting a seed? No, I guess you didn't know that. Let me read the scripture for you then. 1 Corinthians 15, 35. 1 Corinthians 15, 35. He said, some will say, how are the dead raised up? There are those who scoff and mock at um, life after death and resurrection. And people say, oh, this life is all there is. There's no proof uh, of anything beyond this. Have you proved that there's not? No, it's a matter of what you believe. And uh, so people say, they, this, this life is all there is. Live any way you want. Don't make any difference. Grab what you can while you can because it'll soon be over. No, no. Even when your spirit leaves your body, the Bible said, what kind of body are the dead raised up? How do they come? And verse uh, 37, he said, what you sow you sow not what body it shall be, but bear grain. It may chance of wheat or of other grain. God gives it a body as it has pleased him to every seed his own body. Sows the resurrection of the dead. Verse 42. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. 
it's raised in power. It's sown a natural body, it's raised a spiritual body. Hallelujah. So for the believer who knows the truth, where people would think it's the saddest time and the worst time, the end of the world, somebody died. Actually, we know we're just planting a seed. We're planting the seed of the husk of their body. They're not dead. They're off with the Lord. They're out of here. But this is not even the end of this body. This seed we're planting is going to spring up in resurrection unto a spiritual body that cannot die, that cannot age, incorruptible, hallelujah, immortal. Sowing and reaping. Every area is sowing and reaping. Now let me read something else to you. You got time? You remember you're going to be around forever. You're going to be around forever. Right? <laughs> uh, look with me in 2 Corinthians 9, if they'd put that up on the screen for us. Actually, I'm moving too quick. You said you had time. Uh, you hear the principle of this cycle in Isaiah 55, 10, and 11. Put that up for us, please. Now, Isaiah 55, 10, and 11. He said, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Every word that God speaks is a seed. We have been born again by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. From the seed of God's words, faith is born in the human heart. And when you react on that faith, power is released. And just like from a tiny seed, mustard seed, comes a tree that the birds can live in, a tiny acorn can come a mighty oak. From that seed of God's Word coming in us begins to develop from what was a weak, confused, sinful, lost human being into before it's over with a shining like a bright star child of God capable of ruling and reigning with him throughout the ages. And that word, that seed's already in us and working in us right now. And he said that that word that goes out of my mouth, it will not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please and it'll prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. He describes a cycle. And this is the cycle we see in the earth. Right now we're in the cycle of the, the rains and springtime and planting. And then there'll be, there'll be growth. And in this fall, there'll be harvest. And then there'll be another cycle start again next spring. This is the way of all the earth. And it's the way of our life with God. And it's the way all seed functions and operates. In Acts 20, the Lord said, uh, Paul quoted the Lord, it is more blessed to give than to receive. 
why would this be true? He didn't say it's not a blessing to receive. It is a blessing to receive, but it's even more blessed to give. Because if you receive, that's the end of a cycle. Right? Somebody has received something that they were able to sow to you. You're believing for it, needing it, whatever. And here it's come and here you have it. That's cause for rejoicing. But it's also the end of a cycle. The thing that's in your hands now will not become greater. It became greater in order to get to you. (coughs) But for it to become greater, another cycle would have to begin. And that begins in the sowing of another seed. So when you're giving and you're sowing, that's even a, a, a blessing of greater magnitude than receiving because you just initiated a whole other cycle and this seed is going to be multiplied and become 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, become so much greater than what's in your hand right now. All day long, sowing and reaping all over this place. Is that right? I'm sowing into you right now. Anointed words. Huh? And I'm expecting you not to be dud farmland. Bleak and unfruitful. I'm expecting you to take this word and for it to go down inside you and begin to spring up in your life and you overcome every bit of doubt and fear and shrewdness and tightness and overcome and become one of the biggest givers in your house, in your community, on your job, in your neighborhood and represent God everywhere you go. Because he is the greatest giver of all. God so loved the world that he gave. And he gave the greatest thing he had. The greatest seed. Jesus is the seed of the eternal kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And one son of God has now become millions. Is that right? He died The seed went into the ground and died, but now the seed has broken forth and multiplied. Hallelujah. And you and I are the fruit of the seed of Jesus that God planted into the earth. Let me read to you in closing, I think. But you're not in a hurry. Hmm? 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. And put it on the screen for us, please, in verse 6. And this will be the, uh, the living Bible I'm going to read. You can see, if you were with me so far, you can see this continuous cycle of sowing and developing and reaping. When we said uh, the, the walking by faith, the faith lifestyle is inseparable from the sowing and reaping lifestyle. That's how it works. You sow a seed, it takes faith to sow a seed. If you didn't have faith that this seed would would develop and and bring a harvest, you'd just keep it or eat it. You wouldn't, uh, or spend it, you wouldn't sow it. But if you have faith, you're not just giving it away, you're planting it. You're investing it, you're sowing it. It Takes faith to do that. Well then it takes faith to wait 
while it grows. Huh? For a season of time when you don't see anything or you don't feel anything, you don't have it in your hand. And then it takes faith when the Lord says, all right, it's harvest time. Go put in the sickle. Go do this. He'll give you some instruction of how to reap. And when you do, here comes the harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold. Takes faith to do all of those. He said, but remember this. If you give little or plant little, you'll get little. A farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop. But if he plants much, he'll reap much. You know, the Lord has brought Phyllis and I a long ways since our humble beginnings decades ago. In fact, uh, Phyllis and I, please would you stand up, Phyllis, so, so the cameras can get you. And I know you've already seen my wonderful wife, but uh, <laughs> uh, Phyllis and I today celebrate 38 years. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> She is the blessing of my life, hallelujah. And uh, when we, uh, she did not marry me for my money. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, we lived in, uh, when we started out, first married, we lived in, in a, uh, 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 it's not really, you shouldn't really call it a modular home. It, it was a, a tiny little thing for, we bought for $3,000. And uh, uh, we learned just a few years after that about sowing seed and about believing God and about learning how to be led. And the Lord has blessed us, increased us, blessed us, increased us. Hallelujah. Something that the Lord was allowing us to enjoy uh, recently that uh, we noticed a, 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 a one of the top quarterbacks uh, in his family was, was being able to do that. I said, see there, Phyllis, if you'd have married one of the best ball players in the world, you wouldn't be doing any better. <laughs> but it wasn't because it looked like any of that could ever happen. And sometimes people look and see if you got something nice or enjoying something nice. They want to find fault with that. But if you don't know what we sow, then why would you judge what you see? And no matter where you are, if you will learn how to sow and learn how to believe, God can bring you up and so far beyond what you ever thought or what you ever dreamed. Is he able to do exceeding abundantly above what you asked or thought? But I'm telling you, he's going to do it through seed. He'll bring seed to the sower. And then if you have enough faith to sow her, <laughs> sow it, he will cause it to come back. That's what he's talking about right here. Let me keep on reading. He said, verse 7, everyone must make up his own mind as how much he should give. See, he's not going to uh, make you give or make me give. And he's not. Somebody said, well, it's all up to God. It is not up to God. It's up to us. I'm going to say that again real slow. It's not up to God. He left it up to how blessed do you want to be? I've had folks want to fuss with me. Do we have to tithe? Of course not. Nor do you have to come to church or pray or do anything. If you tithe, you tithe off the gross or the net. Well, what kind of blessing you want, gross or net? 
Say, it's no need fussing about. If you don't want to do something, God's not going to push you and not going to make you do it. Oh, but friend, if you can get the liberal soul, will be made fat, will be blessed. Is that right? I mean, if you can take the brakes off, and I'm not just talking about in church, I'm talking about every day of your life and with everybody that you come in contact with, you can enter into a big life. You can live large beyond what you could have ever produced with your own heads, head or hands. Make up your mind. Don't force anyone to give more than he really wants to. Cheerful givers are the ones God prizes. Keep reading. Keep reading. God's able to make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more so that there will not only be enough for your own needs, but plenty left over to give joyfully to others. Do you believe it? It is the scriptures, as the scriptures say, the godly man gives generously to the poor. His good deeds will be an honor to him forever. For God who gives seed to the farmer to plant and later on good crops to harvest and eat will give you more and more seed to plant and will make it grow so that you can give away more and more fruit from your harvest. Come on, can you see the cycle? Uh, Please don't just bide your time until I hush in a moment here. I'm telling you, this is a word from the Lord. This is what the Lord is doing in our lives and a lot of things are being initiated today. Don't just, uh, that's why we say, don't, nothing is bought and sold here. This is precious seed. Don't look at stuff as junk. And there's going to be a lot of other things going on besides what's happening on the grounds. It'll continue tonight and tomorrow and next week. But cycles are being initiated. And the Lord is going to turn things one into ten. And ten into a hundred. Come on, are you listening? And it's going to be not just the meeting of your needs, but in the enabling us to give on an unprecedented level for us. Is that right? People that hadn't been able to give, they thought, are going to begin to give freely. People that had been given some are going to come up to tenfold. Do you believe it? And others that had been given strong are going to come to a whole new level. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Somebody say, I believe it. God who gives seed to the farmer to plant and later on good crops to harvest and eat will give you more and more seed to plant and will make it grow so that you can give away more and more fruit from your harvest. We need to say it out loud. He's giving me more and more seed to plant. And he's making it grow. He's multiplying it. So that I can give even more. More and more. Fruit from my harvest. Verse 11. It says yes. God will give you much. So that you can give away much. And when we take. Uh, You take your gifts to those who need them. They'll break out in thanksgiving and praise to God for your help. So two good things happen as a result of your gifts to those in need that are helped. They overflow with thanks to God. Those you help will be glad not only because your generous gifts to themselves and to others, but they'll praise God for this proof that your deeds are as good as your doctrine. 
Not just talkers, but doers. Freely we've received, freely we give. And they'll pray for you with a deep fervor and feeling because of the wonderful grace of God shown through you. See, it's not just that somebody got something today. If somebody got something that they've really been believing for, and it's, it's going to happen all over the place, they, they will naturally thank God for whoever gave it and pray for those who gave it. And so you have spiritual things. It might have been a toaster, but it turns into a spiritual thing. Is that right? Of love and thanksgiving to God and prayer and a seed was sown and it's multiplying back. This is much bigger than you can see with your eyes on the outside. And he went on to say, thank God for his son, his gift that's got this whole thing started. Too wonderful for words. Hallelujah. 